The ability to speak with confidence and present for impact is easily the most valuable skill you can have in today's world. When you can share your knowledge, you can facilitate change. And when you can facilitate change, well, you can change the world one conversation at a time. But most people think they can't speak articulately, confidently, or with impact. They get choked up by nerves, they lose their words, or that dreaded imposter syndrome shuts them down. Well, I'm happy to say that speaking is a skill that anyone can learn. Yes, even you. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. My name is Kat Matson, and welcome to Speaking with Confidence. Oh, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson. And I'm so stoked that you're listening or watching this particular podcast because today we're going to have a bit of fun. We're going to talk about the different types of speakers and maybe help you identify which speaker you are, what kind of speaker you are. But before I get started, how are you today? How's your week going? How's your day going? Where are you making impact? Where are you wishing that you could be making more impact? Where are you feeling like you're showing up in all of your glory? And, you know, where do you need to finesse? Just just checking in. How are you? So as I said, in this episode, I want to have a bit of fun. I want to talk about the different kinds of speakers we could be. And as you go through this little, um, what's the word, archetypes as you go through these different personas you'll possibly recognize that you are different personas in different times I know I can step in and out of each of them so it's not to say that you are always just the one kind of speaker persona but I do like this little model that I developed to help us understand why we feel like we're not as confident not as productive, not as effective, not as impactful as speakers as we would like to be. So let's get started. The first one, the first kind of speaker is Nervous Nikki. Yep, Nervous Nikki. And poor old Nervous Nikki, well, I'm going to guess that you can guess what Nervous Nikki's hang-up is. Nervous Nikki just gets too nervous to even think about speaking in public. In fact, even speaking in meetings for poor old nervous Nikki is hard. Despite the fact, despite the fact that Nikki is a wealth of information, people are often coming to Nikki and saying, hey, can you help me with this? Or what do you think about this? In a one-on-one conversation where it's casual and Nikki doesn't feel like they need to be on show, awesome. But as soon as all eyes, mouth goes dry, start to sweat, shakes, the whole thing. And so nervous Nikki really struggles with showing up because they can see and they can feel how their nerves are visible to everyone in the room, or at least that's what they think, you know, that flushing of the cheek, the whole, the flushing of the neck, I should say, that whole thing. So what's my tip for nervous Nikki? Well, if you identify as a bit of a nervous Nikki, my tip here is to actually have a standard way of starting any presentation 
In the Impactful Presenters program, I teach a framework called the Earn the Right. And in fact, I've spoken about it on this podcast a few times as well. And the Earn the Right just not only gives you a standard start, hi, my name is Kat and I'm the founder of Impactful Presenters, which can really help when you're nervous because you can go into autopilot while you calm yourself down. But the other thing that the Earn the Right framework does is it actually gives you a reminder of your credibility. It gives you a reminder of who you are. So my tip, if you feel like you're a bit of a nervous Mickey, just have the first few sentences, ideally your introduction, just down pat. Hi, my name's Nikki. <laughs> so you can get into your conversation and allow the nerves to subside. So that was nervous, nervous Nikki. Who's the second speaker persona? Well, the second one is Rambling Riley. Now, I'm going to put my hand up. I have been known to be a rambling Riley. I can get so hot and bothered about my topic that I will quite literally just verbalise all of the thoughts that are in my head about a topic. It could be something that I was really excited about or a win that I just had, which is all good and well if it's a, I don't know, sharing the win, but it's not so effective when you're trying to get information across. Rambling Rileys also tend to feel that they've got a very limited amount of time to get their information across. And so they they don't pause to think what is the one piece of information that I need to get across. Instead, they just verbalise the internal dialogue without pattern, without connections, without structure without structure. So if you feel like you could be a bit of a rambling Riley, I have a key tip here and that is to put some structure around it and to ask yourself, what is it that my audience needs to hear now? Not all of it, but what is it that my audience needs to hear now and structure it. I often talk about structures for impact in the Impactful Presenters program where I'm recommending that you've only got three key messages. Only three, 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 three. So we've got Nervous Nikki, we've got Rambling Riley. The next one, Data Dumping Danny. Oh, my goodness. Danny has all of the facts, all of the figures, all of the statistics, all of the research, all of the references, all of the things to prove just how smart and knowledgeable Danny is. And Danny wants to share all of that data with their audience because, hey, if you knew all of the things that I knew, then you would have to believe what it is that I believe about this particular topic, right? Except not everybody likes data in the same way that Danny likes data. And not everyone can make sense of data in the same way that Danny can make sense of data. And worse, not everyone needs all of that data vomited at them in order to understand the point. Now, data dumping Danny can be a very easy persona to fall into when you feel like you need to prove yourself or prove 
the validity of your topic, when you're trying to convince people to do a new thing. I'm often thought, I often think of Gail who um, runs the Shady Lanes project where she's teaching people how through community to build verge gardens or nature strip gardens, which have a much better environmental impact, can have a very positive impact or it's a great way of dealing with climate change and not contributing to the negative effects of climate change, all while building community. Now, Gail's not necessarily a data dumping Danny, but it can be really tempting for people in climate change space, for example, to pull on all of the data, to validate, to verify, to have people get the importance of a topic. But when you're speaking, when you're trying to influence when you step into that data dumping Danny persona, it actually has you disconnect from your audience or has your audience disconnect from you and it often can work against you. So my tip here, just choose a couple of key pieces of data and without going into too much detail, talk about the outcome. Talk about the result of the data. If people want more data, if they want to dig deeper into the research, into the reference, they'll ask. Give them the space to ask rather than dumping all of the data on your poor, unsuspecting audience. Oh, now the next persona, we've had Nervous Nikki, Rambling Riley and Data Dumping Danny. The next one, oh, yep, I feel this one probably more often than I care to admit. Ordinary. Ollie. Ordinary Ollie just wonders, well, who am I to be speaking? Who am I to be asking this audience to be listening to me? What have I got to share that is any different, that is special, that is, I don't know, going to add value to my audience's life? Now, Ordinary Ollie is also known as imposter syndrome. It's also where we bump into the, oh, my goodness, look at all of these other very smart people in the room. Who am I to be speaking up in this context? Here's the thing. Here is the thing. Everyone has a different perspective and it's when multiple perspectives come together that's how we get to solve some of the chunky challenges of the world of the boardrooms, of our team meetings. Everyone does have something to contribute. And I don't mean that from a kumbaya, yet love, trust and pixie dust perspective. Everyone does have something to, contrib to contribute. What I like to do when I'm having an ordinary Ollie moment is I just remind myself I don't need to be the expert. I just need to be an expert. I need to bring some additional information some perspective, a different way of looking at things. I don't need to be the be-all and end-all, the font of all wisdom on the topic. I just need to add something. Now, when I talked about Nervous Nikki, I talked about the Earn the Right framework in terms of a regular way to start. Well, the Earn the Right framework is an absolutely awesome tool. For ordinary Ollie because part of what the earn the right does is that we collect brag bag stories and our brag bag stories help our listeners understand well who are we to be talking about this topic and that they illustrate how we've got to this point in our career or how we've got to this point in our community activism 
But what I've discovered in teaching you in the right, it's an amazing tool for having us remember why it is and how it is that we know stuff, that it hasn't just been plucked out of thin air, particularly in a world where many of us now are information people. We're not producing widgets, but instead we're trading in what's in our head. The Earn the Right framework and particularly the brag bag stories is a really powerful way to overcome ordinary Ollie thoughts. Nervous Nikki, Rambling Riley, Data Dumping Danny, Ordinary Ollie, and then Tongue Tied Taylor. <sighs> tongue Tied Taylor can come about often because we've combined a lot of the other personas. We're feeling like we don't have anything to say because we're trying to get across too much information or we're just trying to say too much too quickly without pausing and slowing down. People often tell me too in the Impactful Presenters program that they feel really weird when they slow down. The funny thing is we actually tend to speed ourselves up when we're feeling nervous or when we're feeling anxious. And so just by slowing down, whilst it might feel slow to us, it's actually not slow to the listener. And slowing down is probably the most powerful way you can stop being tongue-tied. The other thing that happens for poor old tongue-tied Taylor is that they just lose their words when they need them most. Um, again, it's contributed to by nerves, but instead of rambling or spilling, they just can't find what it is that they want to say. So my tip for tongue-tied Taylors is just be really clear on three key messages, just three key messages. You don't need to worry about your examples. You don't need to worry about all the specific words, just three key messages that you want to have your audience understand and how you're going to be of service to your audience to have them understand those three key messages. And when you can do that, then that tendency to lose your words tends to dissipate because you're focusing on your audience instead of getting your presentation across in a pitch perfect way. So which one are you? Nervous Nikki, Rambling Riley, Data Dumping Danny, Ordinary Ollie, or Tongue Tied Taylor? I would love to know. I'd love to know which one you identify with the most. Which one of these personas shows up the most for you? If you head over to Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson in Facebook, so yes, it's a Facebook group, you can let me know. Just start a new post and let me know which one of these are you now of course the persona that we're looking to step into more often than not instead of these ones is what i like to call confident charlie now confident charlie with practice is certainly where i spend most of my time these days but it still does require focus as i said you know i experience ordinary ollie sometimes i can get into rambling riley as well it's not that once you it's not that one day you wake up as confident Charlie and that's it, that's the end of all of your speaking problems. But what happens when you're confident Charlie is that you've got frameworks, you've got tools, you've got mitigation strategies for when the nerves do get too much or when you feel like you might be rambling. And so confident Charlie, I like to say, can still feel the nerves, can still feel the butterflies in their tummy, but they're able to make them fly in formation. 
So as I said, I would love to know which of those speakers you are. And if you head over to Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson on Facebook and let me know, I'll give you some more tips specifically for you, for specifically that persona that you experience the most. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, and I hope you did find it a little bit fun, then I would love for you to pass the episode on to someone else, or better still, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, because the more reviews the podcast gets, the more people get to see it, and the more people are feeling empowered to bring their voices to the conversations that they're a part of. (sighs) Which one are you? Which one are you? I would love to know. So until I see you in the Facebook group, I hope you have a fabulous day and here's to confidence and here's to impact. I'll see you soon.